2: All right, so
0: we have a lot of yelling to do today for obvious reasons, but first, Kimberly and I are hosting another round of Ask Us Anything on the Friday After Party podcast on the Patreon page, patreon.com slash Show. I just posted a thing on the Patreon page too, open to everyone, subscriber or not, where you can ask us questions about Whatever. And on the March 1 edition of The After Party, we'll answer as many of your questions as possible. In other words, you don't have to be a member to ask us a question, but you have to be a member to listen to our answers on The After Party. It's $10 a month, the after party level, at patreon.com slash Show. Thanks so much for your questions and for supporting this podcast. And now, let the cartoons begin.
3: The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. People ask me, were you, uh... You know, were you, were you must have been the class clown. And I say, uh, no, I wasn't. The Bob Seska Show.
0: From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, February 29, 2024. And this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 1136 of the Biden-Harris administration, 250 days into the twenty-four presidential election. Instagram and threads, the Bob Seska. Follow me there. Also Blue Sky Bob Seska, Twitter Bob Seska underscore go and Spoutable Bob Seska. Oh, and by the way, our Patreon page, BobSeskaShow.com. And those two good looking people. It's the Goth Ninja. Yeah. <laughs> it is Jody Hamilton, the showrunner, executive, producer of the Stephanie Miller Show. Patreon.com slash Stephanie Miller Show. Also SexyLiberal.com for tour dates. Also, David Ferguson, we sometimes call him T-Rex. His music project is Astral Summer. Patreon.com slash Astral Summer. Okay, goth ninjas. Uh, the big question of the hour is, uh, and we'll start with Jody. Jody, how pissed off are you at the Supreme Court?
4: Um, <laughs> the, the D.C. Circuit wrote a brilliant opinion. Yeah. That they should have said, Done. Mm-hmm. Um and when I read the the the, the cert this morning, because my question was, because nobody was really talking about, they're like, oh, he's delaying, he's delaying. They also said to keep the stay in place, which means there were five people on the court, because four only needs to happen for cert. Yeah, five needs to happen to extend the stay. Mm-hmm. So my guess, Alito, Roberts, mm-hmm. uh, Thomas, Kavanaugh, and Barrett.
0: Okay. I was gonna say Gorsuch, Uh, but yeah.
4: No, I'm going with Barrett because you got to remember that uh, uh, not Thomas uh, Roberts, Mm -hmm. Kavanaugh, and Barrett all worked on the uh, on the uh, uh, I can't talk today (laughs) George Bush uh, thing. So those Mm. three definitely wanted to do it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And
4: then Alito and Thomas just want Donald back in because they don't want to retire under Joe mm-hmm. Biden.
0: So, in all, how pissed off are you? Going back to the original A uh,
4: little bit livid. <laughs> um, a
0: little bit. Jody, we're going to mark Jody down as a little bit livid. Yeah, okay. Because those,
4: those, that off obviously works as a phrase. Eleven
5: um, percent livid. <laughs> yes, there we go. It goes up to eleven.
4: Um, I, my, Stephanie this morning was like, I'm just gonna seethe quietly, and Chris yeah. and I were like, that's really good for radio.
0: <laughs> that's right. Quietness is always effective in an audio-only format. David. Exactly. <laughs> David, how pissed off are you on a scale of one to ten? Where are you?
5: Uh, 20? I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. exhausted, annoyed. <laughs> yeah. I'm just... It's amazing to me that one human being has managed to be a, like, human hair and grease clog in the human, in the mm-hmm. U.S. criminal justice system. Yeah. Like, it's just nothing... Seem, I... I Mm-hmm. I'm so tired of him. I just want him to die.
0: Well,
4: uh, No, the uh, Bob Seska show does not approve of people dying. Um, well, Unless you know, it's if natural. He, yeah,
0: sure. Naturally. I mean, if he naturally died, you know. Away, we, none yeah. of us would
4: be upset, and then there's a lovely star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame that we can all <laughs> urinate upon.
0: That's right. My, uh, my brain is burning, and it's not just because I'm suffering from an ocular migraine right now. And it started, like, seconds before we started the show, where I'm getting that. that poor thing that multicolored like rainbow jaggy circle in the middle of my field of vision. So everything I look at has that thing floating in it and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger as it normally does. So that's a perfect accompaniment to my complete and total angst about the Supreme court. And look, ultimately I have a positive outlook on this before we get into that. This is a level of idiocracy and absurdity and complicity in Donald Trump's absolute scam against the United States. This is the Supreme Court backstopping a known con man criminal, a dictator for life in the waiting, and they're aiding in his endeavor to become dictator for life by dragging their heels, by not treating this case not only is something that they should have just ignored and let the D.C. Circuit decision stand, but something that they have then elevated and legitimized and dragged their heels on so much. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you go back to, and everyone's talking about Bush v. Gore today, where it was like a couple of days, you blink and you missed it. And Mm -hmm. they heard the case, they decided the case, whisked it right on through, and then suddenly George W. Bush is president. This time around, because they need Donald Trump to become president, they are making it more likely that (laughs) he will not be convicted in time for voters to be able to decide based on that. So that is infuriating. But the very fact that they're legitimizing this nonsense is just, I mean, next level absurdity to me. Donald Trump may as well have just said, you know what, I can legally grab a guy off the street, take a giant crap in his mouth, stab him in the neck, defile his corpse, slip around in the guts because I have immunity. Judge Chutkin goes, no, no, right? And then DC Circuit goes, no. "No." But then the Supreme Court says to that statement, well, maybe, we'll go ahead and grant this a writ. Yeah, see you in April. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) what the, what the fuck is that? No, no. And so they're gonna try to thread this needle. To decide what is official presidential duties and does that make the president after he leaves office prosecutable? That's the thing that they're going to be deciding on. And to me, that will lead to all kinds of additional gray area. And what do we know about gray area? I mean, they're obviously trying to eliminate gray area. I mean, that's the surfacy thing. But they're actually going to manufacture more of it. They're going to say, well, this. This kind of thing is well, you know, maybe this is okay to do when you're president, and you shouldn't it's get a the prosecutor. gray area
5: where we're banishing Mitch McConnell to now that he's stepping down.
0: <laughs>
5: yeah, it's like the forbidden zone from Superman Two, right, <laughs> right. But, right.
4: but I mean, we were talking today on Steph. Sorry, we were talking today on Stephanie's show about okay, Joe Biden. Uh-huh. They're delaying this. Why don't you just declare that you're president for life, yeah, and, and that you're going to arrest Donald Trump and you're going to do all these things. See how fast that fucking immunity
0: thing comes back. Mm-hmm. It's entertaining something that is absolutely absurd. It's like, exactly. don't, it's like Donald Trump said, hey, you know what? It's like, <laughs> back to that story. i, I as a kid. Yeah, it's like saying, uh-huh. like, yeah, I'm bionic like my brother. And the Supreme Court's like, well, you know what? Mm-hmm. There is some uh, wiggle room there. We'll, we'll hear that. We'll, we'll actually entertain that claim. And, and mm-hmm. to say that, okay, we're going to try to define something as part of official duty. So we're going to kind of demarcate what kind of crimes are okay and, and which can't be prosecuted after the president leaves office and what crimes are. I mean, that's obviously a possibility here, and I think a distinct possibility given the makeup of the court. There is also a possibility that the Supreme Court will hear these arguments and go, okay, the reason we wanted to do this is because we wanted to officially weigh in on this important matter of presidential power, of executive authority. So we're going to do that. We're going to stick our noses into this thing because we're the Supreme Court and that's what we do. And so in that endeavor, they're going to possibly decide that no the president doesn't have immunity It doesn't matter whether it's official business or not and so that's also a thing but still it makes this particular case untenable as it pertains to voters having enough time to decide based on the merits of the case whether they want to vote for donald trump
4: Uh, you want to hear something really depressing
0: (laughs) okay yes (laughs) Please. Sure.
4: Um, sure. Marie from Atlanta, who was uh, one of our uh, lawyers that calls in.
0: Oh, yeah. She, she called uh, Fugelsang Fugel last night when I was on. Yeah, so I talked to her last she night. Called,
4: she's lovely. And so she said today that there's a rule in the Supreme Court. Basically, they take a case up now, right? Yeah. They don't have to decide it this term. No. They can hold on to it to the next term.
0: Here's the other side of that coin, though. This was always going to come down to November 5th. Whether the trial started today and the conviction happened four weeks from now, or whether it starts in September and doesn't end until after the election. Ultimately, the thing with this, and this is the entryway into my more optimistic point of view on this issue, is that the entire fate of Donald Trump legally... Hinges on whether or not he loses this election and yes, I get it It should have been the 2020 election that decided all of that
6: Yeah,
0: and we can we can talk about Merrick Garland here in a second too, but here's the thing if Donald Trump loses the election in November None of this sturm and drag over the Supreme Court is really ultimately gonna matter because Donald Trump will Mm -hmm. go to court Donald Trump will be convicted Donald Trump will be sentenced most likely in this case as well as the Mar-a-Lago documents case And certainly when we get into Fulton County and the New York City election interference case.
4: Yeah, New York starts in in a month, so.
0: Yes, and so in in terms of voters having the opportunity to decide, based on whether Donald Trump is a convicted felon, that is going to get decided in New York City. (laughs) Yeah. And so if that happens, if Donald Trump is convicted there, that will give voters a sense, well, do I want to vote for a convicted felon or don't I? And so that will provide that, decision point for people as they walk into voting booths or submit their early voting ballots, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So that's, I think that's a, that's an upside. The Supreme court is not interfering in that. There's no uh, debate over presidential immunity in there. Right. Right. And it's legitimately an election interference case. This is about Donald Trump. was the
4: first crime.
0: Yeah. uh, Paying hush money to Stormy Daniels Uh. in order to win the 2016 election. And keeping that silent, eventually going on to write hush money checks in the White House. Donald Trump wrote hush money checks to Stormy Daniels and Karen McDougal while he was in the White House. It's an astonishing thing to imagine. And I I think about maybe politics from 20 years ago. That would have ended any politician. That alone. You'd think. Yeah, the ultimate uh, decider in all this, to use George W. Bush's term, (laughs) is us. It's the American voters. We're gonna decide whether Donald Trump gets convicted of his complicity in January 6th. Whatever happens in Judge Chutkin's court is ultimately gonna be up to us. Because again, if Donald Trump were convicted, sentenced, and appeals, and then loses that appeal, and if all of that were to happen between now and November 5th, and Donald Trump wins the election, that goes away. It doesn't even matter that he was convicted. He will uh, maybe start serving his presidency in prison And then immediately pardon himself and walk right out of prison. And then remain in office for the rest of his natural life. Because he will, you know, not want to leave office for fear of being prosecuted again. Which is why deciding that um, immunity doesn't exist is uh, such a crucial thing. Because if it doesn't exist, and Donald Trump becomes president, then he's just going to stay in office. He's going to stay in office anyway. The question uh,
5: really, though, is, like, do his voters even really care if he gets convicted? His
4: voters don't, but independents and and right-leaning, you know, other Republicans that are not so hip on Joe Biden. Basically, the Nikki Haley voters, Mm -hmm. it matters.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. And a significant portion, David, of those Nikki Mm -hmm. Haley voters are saying there's no way they're voting for Donald Trump in the fall. And they vote for Biden. Yeah, right, right. This is a big fucking deal. And something that the at least the quote-unquote liberal media isn't talking about. Buzz and I covered this on Tuesdays. I don't want to cover uh, territory we've already been over. But if you were to watch Fox News Channel on uh, Michigan primary election night, God, (laughs) the reaction on Fox News Channel to Donald Trump's performance was vastly different than the one that you heard on Meet the Press Sunday morning, for example. Right. So this, again, comes down to... Us and and what worries me. The only thing that worries me about that is we on the left. American voters are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bing. Yes.
4: Don't want to be an American idiot.
0: <laughs> exactly. And, and so what worries me about that is on the left. We have this, um, and I'm not gonna say it's a problem because I don't think intellectualism is ultimately an issue. I think it's a positive thing that some people are intellectual. But on the left, we have this intellectual hipsterism where people feel like it's their patriotic duty to vote for a third party candidate or if they don't like the way mm. Joe Biden uh, operates, they don't like the fact that he's old or the fact that he's got this or that policy in the Middle East or whatever. And so they're going to either stay home or vote for RFK Jr. or Cornell West or something like that.
4: Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. Not not understanding the. Uh, <laughs>
4: Oh, my God. Exactly. Thank
0: you. Yeah, thank you, other Jody. Uh, Not really understanding (laughs) the full ramifications of what they're doing, because if you're someone who is typically liberal on most issues, and you live in a swing state, and you're voting against Joe Biden, you know what you're voting for? You know what you're voting in favor of? Yeah, you're voting in favor of Donald Trump. You're voting in favor of a permanent conservative Supreme Court that will last for Mm. generations. Because Alito will retire, Thomas will retire, Donald Trump will replace both of them mm-hmm. with fucking 30-year-old justices.
5: Nazis, yeah. 30 yeah. actual, like, Sieg swastika swastika-wearing mm-hmm. 25-year-olds.
0: Right, right. And the 25-year-old part of that, David, is the, the most crucial part, too, because they will remain in office for a couple of generations. I mean, potentially until they're 80 and beyond. This is so important that the... Typically, Democratic voters, Democratic leaning voters, et cetera. It's so important that we all unify around making sure Joe Biden gets into office again. I don't want to be sitting here a year from now with another situation like we had in 2016, where in Pennsylvania, Michigan and uh, Wisconsin, the total number of Jill Stein votes, if you were to give those to Hillary Clinton, none of this would be happening right now.
3: Yeah, exactly. And
0: a year. Right. And if a year from now, we're sitting here rending our sackcloth over the fact that it happened again, I don't even know what to say about that. Other than to say that I'm going to be looking in, in the direction of the hipster contrarian leftist voters who decided to stay home or vote for third party candidates, knowing the real stakes of this, knowing that they believe somehow And again, I don't want to turn this into an attack on the left, but I just want to include this as part of the conversation. Oh, I will.
5: Fuck (laughs) them. I mean, (laughs) seriously, it's just the the fucking importance of what's happening right here. And it's always white men, straight Mm -hmm. white men who don't Mm -hmm. get how critical this is. Yep. Yep. You know, they're just like, well, I just, I don't really, I mean, it's just. Fuck me. Yeah. If you were a trans person or you're black or you're a woman, you understand that we absolutely cannot survive four more years of Donald Trump. Uh,
0: What drives me nuts is when you hear people say, well, it's my vote and I have to make my vote reflect my sacred values or something like that. Yes, to a certain extent. A percentage of your enfranchisement. That's like who
5: you get engaged to. Yeah. You know, that's like, but the president, I don't have to love them. I just have to find them marginally, marginally more tolerable than actual Nazis. Right, right. But your vote is primarily about the
0: greater good, voting for the greater good, voting for what's best for society overall. Not necessarily a reflection of whatever your pet issue is. I don't mean to say pet issue in a diminishing way. Obviously, all issues are on some level important. But what I'm saying is, if you're a single issue voter, unless that single issue is preserving democracy, I think you need to reprioritize just for the time being, while the stakes of our elections are democracy or fascism. It's a binary choice now. I mean, and it has been for a couple of uh, presidential election cycles where if you're voting uh, against the Democratic candidate for president, you're aiding the rise of authoritarian fascism in the United States. It doesn't matter whether you say, "Okay, well, if I vote against Joe Biden or I vote against Barack Obama or Hillary Clinton, then the Democratic Party is going to be convinced that the issue that I'm basing my vote on is uh, something that they need to come around on, that they need to start supporting. And that's the purpose of my vote, to influence the Democratic Party to do something, you know, with my one vote. And that is, I think, right now, in these abnormal times, I think that's a bad thing. I think that's, Not healthy for democracy. Okay, well, look, if you're in... It's
5: an abdication of your responsibility to preserve the republic.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I also think Mm -hmm. if you're in a completely democratic district, and it's always going to be democratic, if it's going to be run by liberals and that's not a problem, that you vote for a third party, you do some sort of protest vote, okay, I get that. But if you're in Michigan or if you're in Arizona or Pennsylvania or Nevada or Wisconsin, Mm -hmm. Mm I already said Michigan... You Georgia. Know, Georgia. Georgia. Georgia, yeah. It's all hands on deck. Otherwise, the ramifications are going to be a disaster. Doesn't matter whether Donald Trump is convicted of aiding and abetting January 6th tomorrow. Doesn't matter. If he wins this election, none of this matters. Not, yep. even, not even Fulton County or New York City. Do you think if Donald Trump wins on November 5th, even though he's been convicted of RICO charges in Georgia... That he's actually going to report to prison once he's been inaugurated president? No. Of course not. He's not. And never nobody gonna- would
4: have the guts to arrest his ass and do it. Maybe Fonnie Willis, because she's pissed. Um yeah. but I mean, literally, it's like everybody's terrified of this meat sack of a blob of ah, goo.
5: humunculus, <laughs> you know.
6: Like-
0: I you know what I love you both I just want to say (laughs) your comments right there man that's why I'm here god damn it
4: he's he's people are afraid of this person who trust me if I walked up to him and punched him in the face he'd be like ah!
0: (laughs) yeah yeah
4: he's Cartman only not as
0: smart You know, I I think on the upside here. um, (laughs) You guys are hella stupid.
5: You guys are hella lame. (laughs) 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 Sorry.
0: Yeah, so it's really frustrating. But I think on the upside, I think on the upside that this particular decision by the Supreme Court is going to motivate more Mm -hmm. people to vote the way we want them to vote.
4: 100 million votes for Joe Biden.
0: Yes. I mean I think that's a distinct possibility and look this is the optimistic point of view that I was leading up to in all of this is I'm still feeling pretty confident I mean relative to my usual don't get happy self I'm feeling pretty confident about what November 5th is going to present as far as uh, winners and losers I think Joe Biden has an extraordinarily strong chance of oh, God, winning this election it. I know I know I know I, but I'm I'm being <laughs> I'm being real, David. I'm I'm just telling you what I'm thinking, and based on the numbers I'm looking at, based on some of the forecasts, as I play with the electoral map, uh, I'm seeing the numbers, the money figures, the the amount of money that yeah. uh, Joe Biden is raising right now versus mm-hmm. Donald Trump hemorrhaging cash and the RNC on the verge of bankruptcy. That's pretty strong. The fact that so many Republican voters have already announced to the world that they're not voting for Donald Trump in the fall. Uh, The fact that the Democrats seem to be and continue to be more or less unified, despite some of the aforementioned contrarians. You know, Joe Biden still in South Carolina, what do you get? Ninety seven percent of the vote Uh, in Michigan? You know, the uh, uncommitted
4: percent. Yeah, he got 81% in Michigan. Yeah, Donald got, uh, what, 59%. But Donald yep. won in a landslide, and Joe barely got it.
0: <laughs> yes. We played this on uh, Tuesday. It's worth uh, replaying just because we're all frustrated right now. Um, and we can yell about this a little bit more. This is Christian uh, Welker announcing the South Carolina primary results Sunday morning on Meet the Press. Astonishing. Listen to the words she's emphasizing about Donald Trump here.
4: Trump delivering a crushing blow crushing. to Haley in her home state on Ugh. Saturday, no, trouncing her by nearly 20 trouncing. points with trouncing. nearly 60% of the vote. The former president dominating Dominators. nearly every key group in the South Carolina Republic. God. No, he should have gotten at least 80%. He did not because he's technically an incumbent. Yeah. So, uh,
5: lady, ooh, get your mouth I, off his taint. Seriously.
0: I, no
4: kidding.
5: Like,
0: I loathe
4: her, and I loathe I loathe Chuck Todd. I loathed Chuck Todd. Yeah, but I think he had more control over his producers. Yeah. Um, and it's her producers you got to be mad at. Mm-hmm. Trust me on that one. Yeah. Because yeah. they're producing the show, and and they're making sure that it's written the way it's written. And she's brand new to this, so maybe she's a better interviewer than we think. But mm-hmm. she's worried about losing her gig, yeah. which is why they won't give it to somebody like a Rachel Maddow. Uh, because she's like, no, nah, fuck you. I'm saying this.
0: Yeah, we forget about the showrunners. Uh, we forget yeah. about the editors.
4: They're very important to this stuff. Yeah, and they're they talent bookers. They're bookers and everything. Mm-hmm. Those, the behind the scenes people, everybody's going to blame Chuck Todd. Everybody's going to blame Kristen Welker. Chuck Todd. I blame the people. Chuck and Todd.
5: And I his struggle blame bangs.
4: <laughs> the producers, oh, his, yes, his struggle bangs. He should just shave his head and he'd look much better. Um,. <laughs> It's just, I mean, it's it's the people behind the scenes that we don't see because I yeah. think she's a newbie. Mm. She doesn't have the kind of play that Chuck Todd eventually had and obviously Russert had. Yeah. Um, And a Rachel Maddow would have, but they won't put Rachel in the spot because mm. they're like, mm, she's going to fight us on this, us, and she would.
5: Yeah. And you, you would never see another Republican on MSNBC. And that's I mean- fine. I'm what? fine with that, but that's the main reason that they won't put Rachel Maddow on Meet the Press is because... She's
4: mm, even actually very good with people she disagrees with. I've yeah. watched her interview people that I know she loathes, mm-hmm. and she's calm, whereas I'm yelling at the person, <laughs> and yeah. and she can't hear me because I'm not in her ear, but mm-hmm. if I were her producer, I'd be yelling. Yeah. Um. It's just she's very, very good at dealing with people that are... Um, not in her wheelhouse that, mm-hmm. that that she doesn't like even. Yeah. But yeah. she's very very respectful to them, and I think, hey, you know, people like Pete Buttigieg go on Fox News.
7: Well, smart Republicans should go on her show. And
5: in going into enemy territory, like Absolutely. if you if you are confident and you believe in you know, I mean, yeah, yeah I agree with Maybe that. don't like let Tucker Carlson's editors have final say over how the conversation plays, mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. if you're, yeah, don't be afraid of them because they're fucking idiots and they're full of shit. Yeah. It just seems Mm -hmm. like, you know.
0: Well, I mean, speaking of full of shit, I mean, the news media narrative that Donald Trump is crushing and dominating, as Kristen Welker said, is just is horseshit, because what we know is that Donald Trump is immensely weak and he's got Mm -hmm. a lot of people who are lining up against him right now. John Kasich Mm -hmm. was saying, and I think we talked about this on last week's show, John Kasich was saying that Donald Trump is hemorrhaging evangelical support in Michigan. Mm-hmm, so the, finally yeah, yeah, so there's all these things the uncommitted vote speaking of Michigan um, against Joe Biden uh, the other night was comparable to the uncommitted vote when Barack Obama ran in the Michigan mm-hmm. primary in 2012 running mm-hmm. for reelection and of course Barack Obama handily won that state won Michigan, mm-hmm. even though remember Mitt Romney was talking about how all the trees are the same size I like I the trees the trees got... I love lamp I love
4: I love that you I love lamp. the car I love that. I love that you remember
0: that. <laughs> I know. Oh I love the trees. They're all the same height. The same
5: and I height. the cars. God, that and... was so He was such a weird that whole campaign was so <laughs>
4: cardboard. I know. It
0: was
4: weird.
5: And I remember in twenty twelve biting
0: my nails, going like, holy shit, yep. if Mitt Romney wins, uh-huh. I'm losing my health insurance. You know, it was yep. I mean, that was the extent of the existential crisis then. And now it's not only your health insurance, not only is it democracy itself, but it's also human extinction as <laughs> a very it's like realistic planet, possibility. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's utter fucking madness. And obviously uh, what needs to happen here is American voters need to rise up and say, enough of fucking Donald Trump, enough Mm -hmm. of this sack of trans fats, this rat bastard. He needs to go away. And you know what, the best way to make him go away, America, is to send him to prison where he belongs because of Mm -hmm. his crimes and his obvious crimes. I mean, even if you take the crimes aside, the actual actionable uh, punishable crimes, Donald Trump has been perpetrating a fraud on the American people since the goddamn escalator. This has been an enormous scam by Donald Trump against the American people in which he's using obvious disinformation, obvious foreign disinformation, just pure bullshit. He tried to overthrow not just the 2020 election, but the 2016 election. He tried to scam that election. He's trying to scam this election now using Russian disinformation or the broader Republican Party aiding in that endeavor. And that alone, the idea that he's just a gigantic con man, who never should have a national platform, that alone should motivate enough American voters to say enough of this guy get out, get get out of my face, enough of you go away. And, And then you add the crimes. And then you add the rape, and then you add the enormous business fraud. I mean, his whole reputation is based on his alleged business acumen that is all built on lies and fraud and, you know, scotch tape and popsicle sticks. It's just Mm -hmm. bullshit. Mm
6: -hmm.
0: It is propped up on a mountain of cooked books and Russian money and debt. Phenomenal debt. He is immensely compromised because of his debt, because of mm-hmm. his legal penalties. Who, where's he going to get that money? We're going to talk about here Ivanka. in a second. Ivanka. <laughs> Ivanka. We're going to talk about his hilarious offer to the New York appeals court here I in know. a second. But, but the bottom line here is, if it wasn't for uh, the broken bullshit detectors in many of our brains, and we're, we know who we're talking about here, if it wasn't for that, Donald Trump never would have been president in 2016, mm-hmm. much less uh, running for reelection in 2020 and then again in 2024. He would not be a factor in all of this. He would be one of the least popular reality show hosts in America if it wasn't mm-hmm. for the broken bullshit mm-hmm. detectors. A lot of people motivated by rage and frustration over the fact and that they're- racism. Racism, the fact that they're constantly wrong about everything. And so this guy comes along. He's wrong about everything, so, but he's a national leader. He's, he's a celebrity. loud about it, so yeah. let's
5: get behind him and get behind. Right. line. Yeah.
0: He's a role model for being wrong about everything. Makes it okay. You combine that with social media and the fact that when people are wrong on social media, unlike before social media, when people are wrong on social media, it's in front of their friends and family. So they never want to admit that they were wrong. So they double down on the wrongness. That, to me, drives so much of the machinery of just the vast dumb fuckery that we face in this country, Mm -hmm. the social media aspect of all of this. Okay, so a couple more things on the uh, Supreme Court before we uh, take a break. Uh, Former U.S. attorney or assistant U.S. attorney from SDNY, Richard Signorelli, wrote an interesting thing on Twitter yesterday, and I wonder if this is going to be explored by Jack Smith. He said, Jack Smith should file a motion with the Supreme Court allowing for the lifting of the stay to allow for pre-trial proceedings, including yes. discovery to take place while this case is pending before the Supreme Court, all in the public interest. This would make sure the trial could be commenced in the summer. So yeah, and that's the other problem here. That's the other delay mechanism that I'm sure the Supreme Court is well aware of, that of not only not only is dragging their heels on deciding whether to take up the case in the first place, but then uh, moving the actual oral arguments to the end of April, but then also the fact that Once they say, like if the next day, if like April 23rd, they go, okay, yeah, this is bullshit. Immunity is bullshit. Doesn't exist. Go. Judge Tutkin, go. Proceed. It's going to be what? Like 88 days? It's going to be days and days, weeks Mm -hmm. and weeks and weeks Mm -hmm. before both sides are going to be prepared to go to trial. So to get a head start on that, at least to be allowed to do their fucking work while the Supreme Court, the conservatives on the court sit there and masturbate in a circle. I don't know what the fuck they do all this time. It's not like, it's not a taxing job being a Supreme Court justice. It's not like they're sitting there slaving in the coal mines. <laughs> it's, it's the cushiest job in government being a member of the Supreme Court. Yeah. Uh, Norm Ornstein wrote this yesterday, he said, the brutal reality, John Roberts Supreme Court is an ally of Donald Trump. By taking its time to evaluate the immunity case, God damn it, I can't believe it. And then deciding to stretch out its decision making under these extraordinary circumstances, They're giving Trump immunity should he win. Just awful. Mm -hmm. And then our friend Allison Gill wrote, uh, if the Supreme Court had granted uh, a certificate back in December when Jack Smith asked for it, they'd have had oral arguments this month Mm -hmm. on the same briefing schedule they issued in their order today. Mm -hmm. Why did they not grant a certificate in December? This feels like arrogance. And, uh, you know, Buzz actually texted me about that when this uh, news came down. He said, it's maybe the Supreme Court just wants to weigh in and be a part of the talk.
4: It's what, the, mm. it's what it is.
0: They want in on the action, so to speak. And I think that's a that's probably a, a good explanation for it. And, and obviously, <laughs> in the big picture here, there is zero indication whatsoever that Trump's actions before, during and after January 6th were part of his official duties as president. I don't even know why that's a point of consideration. I mean, they've seen the evidence. <laughs> I mean, they've looked at the same evidence everyone else has looked at anything that they saw before, during and after January 6, does any of that fall into the purview of presidential uh, duties? No, obviously not. And so the only thing I can think of is maybe the Supreme Court just they're trying to nose their way into like horn in on everyone's action to say "Ah, no, that doesn't qualify. But I wouldn't they have said that in that thing yesterday? Like not just general duties as president, but if they had said specifically, we're going to examine whether Donald Trump's actions on and around January 6 rise to the level of official presidential duties. And that would have, I think, calmed a lot of our fears in this because it would have at least acknowledged the severity of what Donald Trump was up to, what the, yeah. the severity of the actual charges Rather than trying to make some ambiguous general thing about official duties as president, whether uh, that requires some form of legal immunity. Um, one last thing here, uh, as far as uh, some commentary, Glenn Kirschner, our friend Glenn Kirschner, was on Who Dean. Apparently,
4: o- was screaming on Dean's show last night. <laughs> yes,
0: I've got it right here. This is Glenn on with our friend Dino Badala on Sirius XM last night. Glenn, does justice matter anymore?
3: Not to the Supreme Court. Let's face it, Dean. I am one pissed off former prosecutor right now because the Supreme Court just sold American democracy down the flipping river, plain and simple. They didn't have to do it. There was no need for it. You know, how quickly did the Supreme Court throw the election to Bush in 2000? They didn't, I mean, they didn't even read the briefs. They're just like, just throw him the election. Mm -hmm. Here we are, we've waited months and months and at a leisurely pace, the Supreme Court has decided we're gonna wait so long that we're not gonna give the American people the opportunity to have this flip and mope run through the federal criminal <laughs> justice system, held accountable for his crimes against the American people so the American voters will have a full appreciation of who this man is when they go to the polls in November. This is despicable, it's disgusting, and I'll tell you, it is disqualifying of this Supreme Court as a legitimate institution of government Period.
0: All right. Glenn Kirshner nailing it. I, I think the one thing, the only one consolation I would say, and we've already mentioned this during this segment, but there is going to be an opportunity for voters to look at Donald Trump as potentially a convicted felon, provided he's convicted in New York City, which he will be. Fingers crossed. Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. Obviously. Um, he will be. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, one last thing before we take a break, and I know we're running late, but uh, the
5: Merrick Garland aspect of this. Um can't we just wait 2 years to talk about him till it's not important anymore? <laughs> yeah, I guess maybe so. But
0: his strategy obviously of of starting with the actual insurrectionists first and then moving closer and closer to the center of that uh, series of concentric circles of insurrectionists and weirdos and Nazis and white supremacists and so forth. Turned out and to,
4: tigers and bears. Yeah,
0: exactly. Oh, T- turned out to delay this too long, but let's face it, if it wasn't for the Supreme Court, the, I think the trial would be underway right now or yeah. be getting close to being underway. So it wasn't entirely Merrick Garland, but of course Merrick Garland has some stake in this as far as the hurry up and wait
5: in all of this. Mm-hmm.
0: And the fact that we are running up against a brick wall here, which is the potential of Donald Trump becoming president for life.
5: It's like if you've got enough money and you've got enough shitty big mouth lawyers that you can just postpone justice indefinitely in this country. Mm-hmm. Apparently. That's right. You're yeah. Just like never have to actually face the consequences as long as you keep filing appeals.
0: Well, that's the thing. I, in fact, I tweeted about this last night. Donald Trump has at least four Supreme court justices helping his legal effort to uh, not only delay his trials, but in fact, wiggle out of criminal prosecution if he becomes president again. He's got four Supreme Court justices helping him on that front, and it's obvious. I don't want to ever hear Donald Trump complain and whine and bitch about the fact that the world is so unfair to Trump.
5: Well he got... it's inevitable, it's just his whole yeah. thing.
0: Yeah, but I mean, the, he's got four Supreme Court justices in his uh, copious back pocket. Jesus Christ, I mean, talk about privilege. Talk about entitlement. When you've got the Supreme Court in your corner helping you get out of legal jeopardy, Mm. shut the fuck up about how unfair things are, you whiny fucking bitch. Right. God damn it! Yeah. Um, okay, real quick, couple things before we uh, take a break. Some breaking news from our friend Buzz Burbank. In a defeat for Texas's defiant Republican governor, Greg Abbott, a federal judge has blocked the state's law that lets Texas police arrest and expel migrants. The U.S. Good. Constitution reserves Good. that authority for the federal government. So that's Good. one piece of news. Uh, more legal fees for Donald Trump, uh, says mm-hmm. Buzz Burbank. Trump has filed an appeal to the Illinois judge's ruling to remove him from that state... <laughs> From the ballot in that state based on the Constitution. Well, he's on the ballot. They're voting on
4: Tuesday. He's still on the ballot. There's a stay on her decision because obviously he's going to appeal it. But, I mean.
0: Yeah, but it's more legal fees. Bleeding the Republican National Committee dry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then Lara Trump. Right. Lara Trump, who's going to control the purse strings of the RNC, (laughs) is like, yeah, we're just going to continue to give all the money to Trump. If you're a uh, congressional candidate or a Senate candidate or a state legislature candidate, governor candidate, et cetera, uh, go fuck yourself. This is all about Mm -hmm. this Trump's money. You're not getting any help from us. Good luck. Good luck. And that's all good news for us. Uh, It makes me very, very happy that uh, Donald Trump is just a cash suck, you know, because he's such Mm -hmm. a great businessman. (laughs) As Steve Marmel said on the show yesterday. Yeah, because he's so good with money. Right. Which is obviously not the case at all. So uh, yes, uh, in just a second we're gonna talk about Mitch McConnell stepping down, uh, who may replace him. We also got to talk about and laugh at Donald Trump about this offer to the New York appeals court yesterday that just kind of came and went. Happened before yesterday's show and then we had the answer back from the appeals court right after the show. So I got part of the information. I, <laughs> guess, <laughs> I guess that's something that I could be uh, happy about. And then uh, the Senate Republicans have blocked passage of a bill to protect access to in vitro fertilization nationwide. Yep. So the Republicans have seriously painted themselves into a corner on IVF, and I'm totally here for it. Plus, we got to talk about uh, the reason why Senator Hyde Smith uh, she's voted, done this twice, I think. <laughs> yeah, voted to block this uh, IVF protection legislation by Tammy Duckworth. So we'll talk about that too, and a whole lot more right after these words.
7: Hi, it's Randy Rhodes, and here's what you missed. I'll tell you a little dirty secret. Trump cannot win. The whole abortion thing's been kryptonite for Donald Trump. It's like he takes credit for taking away freedom. I don't think you can win enough independents or Republicans in a general election when you're responsible for and crowing about taking away freedom. Banning books is a thing, right? Banning abortion is a thing. Now banning IVF. Now contraception. They want to take that away too. And they're going to go after gay marriage. Do you understand that? And there are just too many people that aren't in the mood for theocracy, that aren't in the mood for one version of religion to be in your life, to be in your bedroom, to be in your doctor's office, to be in... Foot with you. Don't have time to listen to the live show? Want to hear more on your schedule? Go to randyroads.com and buy a stinking podcast. There is exciting news in Stephanie Miller podcast land, isn't there, Chris? We now offer Stephanie Miller's Happy Hour podcast
0: and the Out of the Gate podcast. Stephanie Miller's Happy Hour podcast is once a week. It is the best interviews of the week from the Stephanie Miller show. Every Friday, Stephanie Miller Out of the Gate is daily. You will
6: get the first segment of every day's Stephanie Miller show plus Stephanie Miller's Happy hour extra which is the best interview of each day so three different podcasts yes. in one feed. get it wherever you get your podcasts subscribe on your favorite podcast app
7: Bob Seska.
0: Yeah, this is uh, someone named Jody Hamilton <laughs> and uh, Lonnie Paul, so amazing, this is a song called Shut Up and Dance, as you can tell, so good, so goddamn good. Did you write yeah.
4: this, Jody? No, he did.
0: It's it's but an I original, heard. it's a Lonnie Paul original with vocals by Jody Hamilton. Yes. So Fucking good. Perfection.
5: You make it sound so Aww. effortless, is what the disgusting part. Like it's yeah. just you know <laughs> and it's so perfect God, for today's. Like, why too. do I even get out of bed in the morning? <laughs>
0: <laughs> the anger is ideal for the tone of today's show, I think. Yeah, so good. Congratulations, Jody, and, and I'll you. extend that to Lonnie as well, because this is really oh, yeah. exceptional. We'll be playing this a lot. Oh, and by the way, we do have another song to play from Jody Hamilton. Which we're going to play. It's
4: very different.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're gonna play it on the Shatterdog. And I want to tease people. You got to go over and sign up for the Dog at five dollars a month on the Patreon page, patreoncom slash show. And we're gonna play Jody Hamilton's version of "End of the World." And this was dedicated to as an, sort of an early birthday present for David. And so we're going to we're gonna play that on the Shadow Docket. I can't wait. You know what? I'm going to play. It's so good. I'm going to preview it. Just I'm going to play a, just a little taste of it here. And then we're going to play the rest of it, the whole thing, once we get to the Shatter Docket. So here we go. Why does the sun
1: go on shining? Okay,
0: that's enough. you got to hear the rest ah. of it
4: on the Shatter Docket. I, and I I sung it all in one
0: take. I know, I am a C-tease. What can I say? And you did that all yeah. in one take? One take, Jody?
4: Yeah, it was my second take. We did a scratch, and then Lonnie wow. goes, do it again.
0: Holy um, God, yeah. Because
4: I knew the song well Nobody enough does that, that. that we didn't hear- have to punch. So. <laughs> you I say- mean, the background vocals I had to punch and stuff, but other than that, it was pretty much
0: one take. You say nobody does that, David? Uh, no! Nobody does That's
5: one fair. take. I yeah. mean, it's, yeah, trust me. If yeah. we could all do one take, we it, like there'd be no reason for engineers or any, I mean... <laughs> no, yes. my friend
4: John Karabi can do stuff in one take, but the boys are really good
0: Oh, I know stuff. who that guy is. You know, you know who I used to know? Um, I used to talk with him all the time. Uh, Mark Slaughter the lead guy in Slaughter, an amazing Mm -hmm. vocalist and a great Great, voice guy. You know, right around, I think when we lost, we started to lose touch with each other, was right around he got hired by Disney to be the voice of Donald Duck. I'm not, making, I'm, I'm not wow. making that up. <laughs> yeah, the, the lead singer from Slaughter, Mark Slaughter, became the voice of Donald Duck for Disney. And I the, love that story. The <laughs> other thing that he could do, and I wish I had a recording of it, the other thing he could do that he used to nail, and he used to do it on the phone for me. Like he would call me as David Lee Roth, and he would start talking as David Lee Roth, and it was like I was talking to David Lee Roth. Yeah, it's just incredible.
5: So, anyway. How does um, that work exactly? Like David Lee Roth singing or David Lee Roth talking? talking yeah, and- when, when David Lee Roth is at his
0: most entertaining is when he's talking. <laughs> when he's just jamming out on whatever stream of consciousness nonsense that comes out of his mouth is just amazing to me. Um, oh, yeah. And by the way, just a, as a brief programming note, um, and I'm not sure exactly how we're going to celebrate this, but next Thursday, March 7th, is the five year anniversary of the first episode featuring the goth ninjas.
4: Really, it's my sister's birthday, too.
0: Yeah. Five years? Five years. Uh, The date was March 7th, 2019. The title of the episode was The Goth Ninjas. (laughs) And it says here- uh, (laughs) How do you like that? Not safe for work. Jody Hamilton from The Stephanie Miller Show and David Ferguson from the T-Rex Report podcast are here. We talked about Alex Trebek diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Oh, wow. Uh, It says here, a message to our baby boomer listeners. Oh, I'm sure that was good. (laughs) I'm sure everyone loved (laughs) that. That earned
5: me some recriminations
0: and tears. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah.
5: I think we pissed off a lot
0: of people during that segment. Yes, I'm sure we did. Michael Cohen's suitcase of documents. Trump is a festering carbuncle. That was another thing we talked about. (laughs) Rudy Giuliani is back. Rudy and Pardons. Uh, Leaving Neverland and Child Sex Abuse, a a conservative pack is creating fake news websites and so much more. So that was the episode dated March 7th, 2019. First one to feature both of you. I'm going to save all the soupiness and gushiness for next Thursday's next show. Next week?
5: Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure. Again, I I'm not sure. sure to wear my hip waders.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll all have to <laughs> confab about how exactly to uh, commemorate uh, next the fifth year anniversary. I think that's significant. And so uh, I just happened to be going through the archives yesterday. I was like, yeah, when was the first Goth Ninjas episode? And I thought it was shortly after Chez died in 2017. But it wasn't until March 2019. No.
4: Yeah. So you, were, co- you were um, scrolling through people for a while.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a period of time when uh, Jackie Schechner was the Thursday mm-hmm. co-host. Then it, was, mm-hmm. uh, then it was just you by yourself, Jody, for a while. And then it was also mm-hmm. David by himself for a while. Mm-hmm. Buzz was always kind of permanently in that Tuesday slot. But Thursday bounced around a lot until we landed on the both of you together. And I was like, ah. Chocolate and peanut butter taste great together. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think you were on each other's show or something like that, and that's where you coined oh, yeah. "goth ninjas." Yeah, so that's uh, next Thursday. So I thought I'd mention that because you know what, we tend to blow past anniversaries all the time on this show. At some point, there was the ten-year anniversary of doing the show, and I just pff, I completely forgot. This just me. Um, okay, getting back into things here. Uh, as we talked about before, Donald Trump was removed from the Illinois ballot. For what it's worth. Joe Biden's going to win that state, whether Trump's on the ballot or not. So the key right. here is if he's removed from ballots in swing states. I like guess what makes Colorado important, because I guess Colorado is still kind of a swing state. No other state. I mean, Maine also kind of a little bit always tends to go blue. But, you know, that's how uh, that, that's how that works. Um, so anyway, uh, meantime, Mitch McConnell announced that he's going to step down as the Senate Republican leader uh, this November says here the 82-year-old is the longest serving Senate leader in history and has faced a series of recent health issues including a concussion a fall that required him to use a wheelchair periodically to get around and at least two episodes where he momentarily froze in front of the media aides however said McConnell's announcement was unrelated to his
5: health i think yeah, this is whatever you know how what? many fingers was <laughs> they had to break before he agreed to it I, I mean that man loves power yeah. more than he loves oxygen So I I imagine they were like, they've been saying probably for five or six years now, Mitch, it's time to step down. Mitch, it's time to, Mm -hmm. Mitch, it's (laughs) time to step down. And he finally was like, apparently like maybe zoned out. I
0: think his
4: wife finally talked him into it.
5: I think it's a
0: combination of health and Trump. I mean, that's the safe money is that analysis because the fact that Donald Trump runs the Republican Party makes it almost impossible for Mitch McConnell to do his job because he's got that fucking weirdo hovering over his shoulder the whole time. And uh, maybe the bipartisan But he still
5: managed to fuck up the Supreme Court. Oh well yeah. I mean let's let oh, yeah. fuck up so, voting rights permanently. I mean yeah. fucking yeah. Mitch McConnell's legacy is gonna be with us so much longer than his hideous turtle face.
0: Yeah. He's a fucking snake of the highest order, and that's for sure. And and we know uh, his entire list of things, the awful things that he did. The fact that he refused to do advice and consent on Merrick Garland's nomination to the Supreme yep, Court. That fucker. Jesus Christ,
5: talk about setting a With thing nine off. Nine months to go in the Obama presidency, but like, oh my God, we can't do it. And then Amy Coney Barrett, it's like, you know, within 72 hours of Ruth Bader Ginsburg being in the, gr- in the ground, they fucking nominated and passed her on through the Senate. Like, just
0: okay. It was Trumpism really before there was Trumpism, because now, yeah. I mean, we've seen echoes of that, obviously, in inside Congress, like the fact that they waited so long to swear in uh, Tom Swasey, mm-hmm. uh, which they finally did. Right there. He was sworn in. What? They did. Yesterday? He was sworn in yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But they but they did drag their heels for a good long time. But that's just the kind of fuckery that the Repu- Republican Party is up to. It's no longer about like, OK, we're going to come up with this really airtight way to describe this policy position and, and, dec- and, and, you know, plant our flag on this particular issue and push. It's not about that anymore. It's, it's purely about saying and doing whatever you need to do to win the day. You know, it's almost a direct consequence of the horse race style in the political press where it's all about, remember the old discussion about who won the week? Who was it? Chris Matthews used to do that. Uh-huh. Who won the week? And it's really just about punishing the other side. It's not really about doing anything that's within the realm of fairness or fair play. That's gone. That's long gone. The Democrats still uh, engage in fair play and respect for institutions and things mm-hmm. like that. However, uh, we tend to be the guy who gets sand kicked in their faces at the beach <laughs> because of it. You know what I mean? It's sometimes the way um, the Democrats comport themselves as being the grown-ups in the room it opens them up for uh, that kind of uh, dominance from the Republicans. So right. maybe a little bit more hardball from the grown-ups in the room. God, please. You don't have to make you asses of yeah. yourself. Just, yeah. to,
5: they're, they're acting like we're in college when it's basically a like violent kindergarten in Congress at this point. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh, it's either going to be John Cornyn or John Thune. I think who's going to. I end I would up in that take post. either
4: one of those over Rick Scott any day.
0: Yeah, and you know what? I take either one of them over Mitch McConnell. Wait, but we say that now. <laughs> Wait, till
1: they start well, doing yeah. it. Wait till John Cornyn
5: starts flapping his fat, ugly jaws. I mean, but just, the thing is, guy. is Mitch
0: yeah. Mitch
4: McConnell, as awful as he is, he was very good at that job.
5: Yeah,
0: yeah, he was.
4: It's not an easy gig, mm-hmm. and and Ruthless. To, to, yeah. Yes. And so I Cornyn has that ruthlessness. I think I'm not Mm -hmm. sure about Thune, but Rick Scott certainly does. Yeah. But I don't think he can get your moderates in the Senate to do what he wants. So it's going to be an interesting vote.
0: Let's uh, take a look from 30,000 feet at the Republican Party right now. Uh, This will, I think, make us feel a little better about things. So let's start here. Trump is badly underperforming in the primaries. Right. Mm -hmm. The RNC is near broke. Ronald McDaniel Mm -hmm. resigned in disgrace. Mm -hmm. Mitch McConnell stepping down in November. Mike Johnson is being puppeteered by Donald Trump. The House Republicans were caught using and amplifying Kremlin disinformation. And meanwhile, the political press is like, oh, God, Joe Biden's toast. (laughs) So what are they missing? uh... (laughs) What are they not seeing, for God's sake? They don't care about reality. No,
5: no. I, I mean, start looking at it sometimes and I'm like, do I have a head wound that I don't know about?
0: <laughs> I know. I know. That's what I felt like yesterday when I saw the news that they were gonna, that the Supreme Court was going to take up the immunity argument. It's like, wh- what? what? How is that even a thing? What, what? It doesn't make any goddamn sense. And then when I hear the political press behaving this way in the face of a crumbling Republican party, I mean, for God's sake, just look at the IVF issue alone. They, they have completely flummoxed themselves. On the abortion issue, writ large, they don't know what to
4: do. It's yeah. like well, we want more, you know, wealthy white babies to be born, but not every embryo is viable, and they you know, they only implant a few now at a time versus they used to implant like ten. Yeah, and so they, you know, these people have twenty or thirty embryos, and they maybe only want one or two kids. Mm-hmm. And so, my question is, in Alabama,
7: mm-hmm.
4: where they're considered children.
6: Alabama. Um, Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> hey,
4: Alabama. Yeah. If they, um, is the state then going to pay for them to be kept on ice? Because no. the parents shouldn't have to.
0: Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I was looking this up yesterday because I wrote a piece about it for uh, the banter newsletter, the banter.substack.com. And I found some research indicating that one person who has IVF treatment, half of their embryos are destroyed half of the embryos created in the treatment of that one person are destroyed. So the Republicans, and especially Donald Trump, who are now coming out in support of IVF because they're triaging this Alabama Supreme Court decision, as you were saying, they're opposed to a 12-year-old rape victim having an abortion, mm-hmm. but they're okay mm-hmm. with a wealthy white person in an IVF clinic having multiple abortions in an endeavor to well, conceive. Well,
4: technically, those aren't abortions. Well, I mean, the
0: destruction of embryos, the destruction, the destruction of human of an embryo, life, yeah. babies in their vernacular, right?
4: Well, and and by the way, somebody brought this up on, I think, Tom Hartman yesterday. If you have, say, you know, 10 embryos that you're not going to utilize, but- Alabama says you have to keep them, mm-hmm. then can you write off
5: all of them as your children? Dependence. <laughs> yes. Of course of course you can. You should be able to. Why wouldn't you be able? I mean You yeah. should
4: I if you have to pay for them to stay on ice or on nitrogen or whatever they're frozen with. Um if you have to pay for that, then you should be able to write them off as children yeah. up until You know, and then whatever health care they need, like, I don't know, staying frozen, then they're under your insurance. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's a multitude of issues that they're not thinking about.
0: No, No. And I
4: hope the Democrats, especially in Alabama, hammer this.
0: Yes, yes. And so the Senate Republicans have now blocked the passage of a bill to protect IVF. So Alabama Supreme Court says no to IVF. Those are babies you're killing, you rat bastards, they said. And then... The Republicans and Donald Trump come out and say, "Oh no, no, no! Wait, no! We like IVF. We support IVF." And now the Senate Republicans are like, "No, no! Fuck IVF. We hate IVF. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to support IVF." Well, because that's... human-animal hybrids, dude. Yeah, human-animal hybrids. <laughs> a, Senator Hyde Smith is worried about human-animal hybrids. She's worried about what the, the fuck. The pig man is what she's worried about. A
6: pigman. A pigman. A pig, ass man. man.
0: That's it. <laughs> worried about Kramer's pigman in the hospital. That's what they're freaked out about—the fact that IVF is going to lead to human-animal hybrids. I'll never forget wasn't there what a was it?
4: Bearman pig on South Park, wasn't it? Bearman so, pig on South how, like Park. Something like
0: that. Yeah, I remember George W. Bush mentioning that in one of his State of the Union addresses. He was just talking about human-animal hybrids. So yeah, so uh, Senator Tammy Duckworth brought up this bill to protect IVF under unanimous consent—a procedure that allows any one senator to, to object—but it was blocked by Cindy Hyde Smith who called the legislation a vast overreach. Senate Republicans characterized the bill, which states that people have the right to access assisted reproductive technology, that doctors have the right to provide it and insurers have the right to cover it, as bait while claiming they support IVF. In the wake of the scuttled vote, the Biden campaign tied the Alabama ruling to the Supreme Court's overruling of Roe v. Wade in in June of 2022, arguing that if Trump supported IVF, he would demand Republicans protect access to it, but he hasn't. See, they, they don't know which way to go on IVF. They're completely confused because they know that supporting IVF tacitly means they support the destruction of what they consider to be babies.
4: And it means that they don't believe in
0: the personhood. That's right. Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest deal, uh, is Mm -hmm. they're trying desperately to have this uh, catch-all legislation or constitutional amendments, for that matter, Mm -hmm. to say that embryos, newly fertilized embryos, uh, Mm -hmm. should be considered persons with all the rights uh,
5: therein. You know what I mean?
4: Except for the person that's actually carrying yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
5: I don't think they no believe rights. any of this. Yeah, you know, yeah. I really just think that this is a means to an end of mm-hmm. controlling women. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So
0: absolutely. Well, that's the distinction. That, that's
5: part of this. The, the infuriating thing about ninety percent of GOP policy is that you could tell the people who are espousing it don't actually believe what they're saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's just they. they if they say out loud, "We want women barefoot and pregnant and back in the kitchen," nobody will vote for them.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Uh, we're going to take a short break and we come back. I want to talk about Donald Trump's offer to the New York appeals court. <laughs> and uh, what else we got? And here? the
5: New York appeals court said,
0: hell no. <laughs> right. Yeah, no. No, no. <laughs> he said no. no. Um, and also we're going to talk about Lauren Boebert's kid who was oh, going oh, one-man spree.
5: <laughs> yeah. Jesus
0: Christ. And
4: God bless uh, Senator Fetterman. He goes, you know, the family's going through something. I'm like, you're a bigger and better man
0: than I.
6: Seriously.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. Okay, let's take uh, one last short break back
6: after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road.
3: Hey, this is John Fugelsang of SiriusXM, and every morning, as part of my parole, we bring you a condensed version of last night's show as the John Fugelsang Podcast. Our guest list is ranged from Brian Wilson to Rakim, Julie Andrews to Ashanti, Willie Nelson to Smokey Robinson, from Mark Hamill to The Who to R.E.M., from Bernie Sanders to Chris Christie, Tyler Perry to Carol Burnett. We've got the best journalists, most qualified opinions, and some of the best comics with the most unqualified opinions. The John Fugelsang Podcast. Get it wherever fine podcasts can be downloaded zeska
0: Are
6: heavy Lanely enrolled? Time is priceless. Supplies alone.
0: There's another play for the great Bill Thompson
6: I love you, Madly.
0: God I love this song. It's called I Fulfilled My Dream. I
6: love Supreme.
0: Link in the description to support. All the music on today's show. And you know what, Jody? I don't know. Can you download uh, Lonnie's song, Shut Up and Dance? Is that available? I'll,
4: I'll ask him if it's okay. Okay. I need to ask.
0: All right. Yeah. If it's up on, like, Apple Podcasts or Bandcamp or something like that. Yeah. But if not, that's okay. That's okay, too.
3: But,
0: uh, yeah, I don't want to just post it by itself. I want people to, uh, you know. Download it where, in a place where you guys will get credit for it mm-hmm. and further attention from other people who don't necessarily listen to this show. So, you know, so we'll see. So what I just said about uh, links in the description to support all the independent music on the show. Uh, not uh, that one. Asterisks. Yeah, put an <laughs> asterisk next to that. Maybe not that one because it is an exclusive and it's actually just, it's a demo, which is crazy. It is. Yeah. But you can download Bill Tom's I Fulfilled My Dream, which you should be doing because it's a great fucking song. Go and do that now. Oh, and by the way, com slash music to submit your work to the show. All right. Uh, what do we still have here? Uh, oh, yeah. This was fucking hilarious yesterday. So Donald Trump goes in and thinks he can treat the New York appeals court as though it were one of his subcontractors. And he tried to get away with paying the New York appeals court, uh, 20 cents on the dollar for the penalties in the Jesus. civil fraud case, the business fraud uh, mm. case that was ruled on by Judge Angoron. Uh, 20 cents on the dollar. I think he offered $100 million yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the New York appeals court came back with a, just a gigantic. No. He said, no fucking way. <laughs> Fuck No. Uh, the New York judge ordered Trump to pay his full $454 million civil fraud penalty before he can proceed with an appeal. <laughs> and you know what's great there about this? There you go. That's, yeah.
5: Yes, that's the way you do it. Like, yeah. okay, if you want to file an appeal, fat boy, you're going to have to cough up a couple billion. Yeah, Just.
0: Yeah, and the other thing is that uh, I think it's accruing interest at about $112,000 yep. a day. A day. Yeah. So the longer this motherfucker drags his heels on paying this, the more interest he's going to end up paying. I mean, can you imagine just getting a bill in the mail for $112,000? That by itself. But Donald Trump owes half a billion dollars with an additional $112,000 added to that every day. Mm -hmm. I'm just basking in this. Can I just talk about this some more? The fact that Donald Trump (laughs) owes all this money and he's completely screwed and he's probably going to have to sell properties. And if he doesn't, Letitia James is going to take 60 Wall Street. She's going to take Trump Tower. She's going to take whatever other stupid properties that he has. Meantime, he's got money tied up in what apparently is a very lucrative investment in this uh, San Francisco building that he has co-invested in with Vornado, which, by the way, is not the fan company. We have determined that it wasn't the fan company. It's actually a separate real estate company that happens to have the same name, also called Vornado. And apparently, uh, according to our friend Jason Broska, said that Uh, this investment is probably the thing that Donald Trump uh, is doing best on as far as his investments go. And that's where most of his cash is tied up. Mm. So he's kind of screwed. He's going to have to bail out of a bunch of this shit. And if he doesn't bail out a bunch of this shit, he's going to be beholden to MBS. He's going to be beholden to Elon Musk. Where the hell he gets the money? Whoever puts up the bond, once Donald Trump becomes president for life, He is also going to be subservient to whoever those investors are. Or, you know what? He's going to play them for suckers.
5: I was going to say, that seems more likely to me. I don't know that he's ever been (laughs) beholden to anybody.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, from a technical all things being normal point of view, it would seriously compromise him as president. But what we know of Donald Trump, and this is me kind of backing away from that uh, analysis a little bit, is exactly what you said, David. It's, it's one of those situations where uh, if it's, let's just say, for example, it's Elon Musk giving Donald Trump the money. Uh, I should say loaning Donald Trump the money. Elon Musk is never going to see that money again. <sighs> he right. is dumping that into a black hole. He's putting that f- fucking cash into a singularity and it's going to disappear. He could sue Donald Trump. He could negotiate with Donald Trump to get 20 cents on the dollar back. None of it's going to happen, much less interest on the loan. It's just not going to be a thing. He doesn't care. He's actually screwing over. Donald Trump is actively screwing over and bankrupting his own supporters, getting them to cough up God knows how much money. For his legal defense, for his stupid swag, his stupid uh, whatever those trading cards was that he was doing, his stupid, stupid sneakers.
5: Oh, God. <laughs> All that Have we shit. actually taken a moment to just talk about how fucking ugly those things are? <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> it's just they're made of like gold foil. I just, it's embarrassing.
0: Yeah. And you know what? No refunds allowed. That was in the right. fine print. So if they decide not to actually manufacture those sneakers, which they probably won't, which they won't. There were a bunch of them that I think were sold at the sneaker con, but the rest that were ordered on the ridiculous Trump sneaker website out of some shady business town in Wyoming, which apparently is known for corruption. Um, Well,
5: it's Cheney country, so. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, this one town is apparently like a hub for criminals to go and set up, you know, scam operations there. But uh, despite all the sneakers that he may have sold at SneakerCon, which we've seen, like, there was one, I don't know, one billionaire bought a pair and was photographed holding his pair of Trump sneakers. But the rest of them sold on the website. God knows (laughs) whether those are actually going to get shipped. And once they do ship, they may fucking fall apart as soon as they you could put them on your foot. Like they're probably held together with like a hot like a hot Where glue. Are they gun gonna
5: manufacture them. I mean,
0: yeah, yeah. Like staples and a hot glue gun were used to put these things together. And there's one step onto pavement, and suddenly they fucking fall. They collapse like a Jenga puzzle around your foot. And besides the fact that the fact that actually
5: your a- whole lower leg shrivels up like the Wizard of Oz. Like the rich, <laughs> <you know. laughs>
0: That's right. So uh, a cheap rat bastard. And, uh, and so Judge Anil Singh said uh, he denied Trump's request to delay paying the full amount while uh, he appeals. So there's not even a stay on the payment. So Donald Trump continues to accrue interest on this. He's continu- he continues to be on the hook. And I just I can't wait till Letitia James shows up in front of a microphone saying, yeah, we seized Trump Tower. It's ours now. This belongs to the state of New York because Donald Trump is a scofflaw refusing to pay his legal penalties right there in the middle of an election. See, there there is some things to look forward to between now and November that will completely fuck over
5: Donald Trump. I'm just looking for the upside here. Because otherwise, I just, I just, we're so far past the point. I mean, just the whole fact that the shoes even exist is a joke, right? Right. Just the whole thing, like that that he would even like conceive of this as a fundraising idea. Yeah. Yeah. This was like some drunk old person at Mar-a-Lago's idea that he was like, yeah, sneakers. That's it. That's the
7: ticket. You know.
5: (laughs) So meantime,
0: Lauren Boebert, while standing up on the uh, floor of the House of Representatives, screaming about the Biden crime family. (laughs) <laughs> is facing her own legal issues. Her son, uh, Taylor, or Ty- is it T- Tyler? Tyler. Tyler, Ty- Tyler Bobert uh, was uh, arrested on Tuesday in connection with a string of car break-ins and stolen credit cards that were used to buy food, diesel, and other items. According to the <laughs> Rifle Police Department, food, diesel, and other items? He, is was,
4: this- he was selling the diesel, I'm sure of it.
0: Is this guy a driver for FedEx or something? I mean, what does he, why does he need food, diesel, and other,
5: you think like they probably probably huffing it. I mean.
0: <laughs> so he's buying diesel to huff the fumes. Is that what you're saying? It's
4: possible. And and I was telling you guys earlier that I read that uh, one of the people that he and his friends stole from was a woman who had a brain tumor and only she told them, I only have $75 to my
0: name. Oh, fuck
5: that.
4: These are felony crimes. ID theft. I mean, these are serious little fucking sociopath. crimes. Yeah. I mean, this
5: is the kid that also, like, fathered a child at 17, and, you know, mm-hmm. the, the parents were like, well, you've got to have the baby and be a father now because you've gotten someone pregnant and we can't have abortions. So it just... Oh, man. You know what? You remember, I, I, w- I completely went off about that when it happened because I was like, that's three people whose lives are completely fucked. Oh, yeah. The kid, the woman who got pregnant, and the kid it's the issue the progeny mm-hmm. of this particular union of delinquents
0: <laughs> yeah,
5: <sighs> yeah. I mean, talk about your junk dna <laughs> yeah i mean you hear stories about the boberts or the palins or
0: whoever fill in the blank with republicans and you just start thinking about man how soon until they start watering the crops with Brondo?
5: <laughs> These are the people are trying to tell other people how to raise their kids too. Yeah, I mean, but this but you is, can't let your kids read this book, or you can't let your kids wear those clothes because that's weird and queer, and oh my god, they're going to take over. The, but it's like, well, you know what? Meanwhile, yeah, I mean, trashy people like this
0: used—they've always existed, but they've always been on the fringes. They've always been discouraged from behaving in a trashy way. But now it's like with Donald Trump, who's basically a lifestyle brand. Being trash like this, like the Boberts or the Palin, that's like enviable now.
5: That's like it's a, a badge of honor. It's a badge like, of
0: honor. Yeah, it's something that's desirable. Like, oh man, I've got to, I've got to rise to that level of trashiness. So yeah, let's what great role models these people. Yeah, that's it, w- worthy of admiration. We should be elevating these people. That's how upside down things are right now. Shouldn't be doing any of that. With trashy people, they deserve to be treated like trashy people. That's just it. I'm sorry. And is it wrong to say trashy people? I don't know, I don't
5: care. Well, we're <laughs> talking about rich say... people who are trash. Yeah, so,
0: no, I'm, just, I'm just talking about people who behave without any sense of values or societal responsibility, uh, who just end up in trouble like this. They end up getting caught stealing credit cards so they can buy food, diesel, and other items. They get into uh, They get into fights in their front yard with their neighbors, like fist fights it's that kind of shit that's is like jesus christ now there's like one election away from running the country yeah <laughs> like, oh god help us all yeah all right uh more to come on the shadow docket portion of the show we're going to play jody hamilton's version of end of the world and it is gorgeous it's worth the subscription price right now patreon.com bobseskashow five dollars a month for the shadow docket go there do that sign up meantime Uh, On tomorrow's After Party with me and Kimberly, we're doing another round of Ask Us Anything. So I've got a post on the Patreon page open to everyone if you want to ask us a question. Whatever you choose, we'll try to answer all of them in the short time that we have. So do that too. Okay, Shadow Docket coming up next. Take care, folks. Bye-bye.
2: When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer.